Welcome to the PT MindFlip Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Phil Van Pelt. In this podcast, I'll be talking with physical therapists working towards their dreams, sharing their stories, sharing your stories. We'll talk about how to expand your opportunities, your mindset, and abilities as a physical therapist, allowing you to flip the script on feeling stuck as a PT in today's world towards a more fulfilling and meaningful career in this ever-evolving and amazing profession. Let's jump into today's episode. How's it going, everybody? Uh, welcome back to another episode of the PT MindFlip podcast. I am Phil. You haven't heard from just me rambling on for a little while, so uh, I think it's been about a month or so since I had an episode where it was just me kind of talking with myself. So I'll say I'm sorry and or you're welcome. Uh, kind of up to you as to how you view that, but um, it's been a very interesting month and a half or so. Uh, a lot of things have changed, and it's amazing when you look back how quickly and how slowly things change, because when you're in the moment, it feels like it's super slow. Uh, some of the things I've been up to recently, I've had an, a few workshops with craft physiotherapy, trying to get in front of people in the local community, trying to pr- give them value in how they can uh, you know, improve their mobility and become more knowledgeable about how they're moving and whatnot, which has been a, a really fun experience for me um, to share my knowledge as a physical therapist, uh, with people who are excited about, you know, trying to work on their fitness and exercise through a, uh, group fitness class. So love that. Um, it's been really cool. I'm going to keep doing that to try and one, just kind of get in front of people, provide them value. Um, and then also get in front of people to make more money. So another thing I've been working on recently is I've actually been going through, uh, Fitbucks's online course called money school. I'm almost done with it. I've only got a couple of videos left in the last, uh, I'll call it module. There's three levels. One and two are absolutely phenomenal. Um, really give you all the information you'll need to really master kind of, I'll say like understanding your finances for where you are right now to have a plan, understand and have a plan for your loans, have a plan, understand saving for retirement, how to navigate that scene, how to, you know, be able to set yourself up in a way so that you feel confident in what you're doing so that you can sleep well at night and not have to stress about money and finances, right? That's like one of the top things that couples argue about that causes um, major stress is money. So if you understand what's going on, if you have a plan and then you can follow through with that plan, uh, it I don't know if there really is a value for that. So um, if you haven't already, you should check out Fitbucks' Money School if you're interested, go to the Instagram for PT MindFlip, check out the link tree, and there's a link there that'll take you to um, their page to check that out. That's my affiliate link. So if you decide to sign up for that course, I'll get a, a small commission um, at no extra charge to you, just kind of as part of getting the word out about their awesome program. I'm not going to talk about stuff that I don't think is good. Um, so definitely check it out if you have questions about it and you know what's involved you feel free to ask me you can reach out to joe uh, who's the owner and founder of fitbucks he's really really accessible you can talk to him really easily set up a fitbucks profile online if you haven't that's totally free you can get a coaching call so that you can have that first step in kind of making sense of your current financial situation coming up with those next couple steps to figure out what you need to do 
to build wealth, to move forward in life financially, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I highly recommend it. And then with that, kind of off my tangent, get into the meat and potatoes of what this episode is going to be about. So um, literally just about 30 days ago, I had recorded an episode that I planned on releasing and kind of held off because I had some really awesome interviews with people um, come through the line with Will and with uh, Julie and with Megan. Um, the I, I held off on releasing it just because I'm trying to be consistent, not just like throw stuff all against the wall at once, but have it spaced out. I, mean, I think that's a better, better plan. But um, I've had a lot of changes in my own setup. So I had recorded that episode and I'm going to kind of trash that and I'll talk about that stuff here, you know, with 30 more days of uh, stuff to talk about kind of in line with that same thought process and principle because the thing I was going to talk about still applies. So the original title of this podcast episode was the number one lesson that I learned playing sports growing up. And I'd say more specifically, the number one lesson I learned from playing football in high school and how you know that applies to life. So um, I had been working for a home health organization as a 1099 employee, which was a fantastic situation for me, allowed me to you know, be very autonomous with my scheduling. I had the flexibility. I could say, Hey, you know, I wanted to see a few more patients. Um, you know, I said, Hey, I only want 10 visits a week. I could do that. If I was interested in doing more, um, you know, 15 to 25 visits a week, I could ask and, um, you know, at different times, as long as they had the you know supply for my demand, um, they were very accommodating and helpful with how they ran their business, which I thought was fantastic. Take care of your employees and good things happen. So um, around the time, October 1st, PDPM and PDGM came out and was kind of instituted and there was a big scare across physical therapy um, with a bunch of SNFs being affected and losing, um, I think, the amount of funding slash reimbursement that they were going to get. So a bunch of people lost their jobs. Um, I fortunately was not affected directly by that, but I effectively still lost my job anyway. There was... Uh, a mishap, I'll call it a miscommunication and, um, yeah, just a miscommunication between the insurance companies or what's called the network administrator and the company I was working for with new insurance regulations and policies. There was new credentialing that needed to be done. And there, I think there was some gaps in that communication, um, as well as some other things related to, you know, finances and payments and blah, blah, blah. But, um, effectively what happened to me was I got a notification that said like, Hey, you're not allowed to see patients, uh, tomorrow because you know, there's an issue. So kind of hang tight and we'll get back to you. And then it was, Hey, we couldn't work it out. We're going to have a meeting tomorrow and then we'll get back to you. And then they didn't get back to me. And then it was, Hey, you can see patients. Good news. You can continue to see patients, but it's only going to be for another week or two as we work to transition because this relationship from business to business is kind of falling through. Um, and so all of my patients actually are underneath the umbrella of the network administrator. And so I went from having a stream of patients to no longer having a stream and collection of patients to work with. So my steady stream, quote, steady stream of income was no longer steady. And uh, while I still have a relationship with the company I work for, um, they don't have any they don't have enough demand to be able to offer me patience right now. So um, that it was a really nerve wracking time emotionally. And you know, I didn't really know what the plan was going to be. And 
uh, what I was going to do. Would I have to find another job, you know, in home health or, you know, kind of bite the bullet and jump into a full time position just because I needed to get ahead or, you know, what have you. Um, and I was kind of stuck in the water because I didn't I didn't have enough information to make a decision. I had to wait a, a few days. And then even in that two weeks where we were able to see our patients again before transitioning out, um, I even still had, you know, not a lot of direction as to, okay, here's the end plan, end game, and here's the plan going forward. Um, and so it kind of fizzled out, which kind of sucked. But um, that's allowed me a lot of even more time and flexibility to really double down on what I'm doing with craft physiotherapy. So um, that's been exhilarating, stressful, and exciting, um, I guess, part of the game of business, right? Which, you know, I've heard before is described as a marathon. I've heard it described kind of like a baseball game. I've heard it described kind of like uh, a contact sport, um, like football, which I think is perfect for this podcast. I, mean, I, I like that analogy a lot, that entrepreneurship and business is like a contact sport uh, where, you know, it's kind of hurry up and wait for a little while. And then there's violent collision, full speed ahead for a short period of time. And then you regroup and refigure out where you're at. And uh, then you do it all over again. And that's kind of the, you know, feels like the process and ebbs and flows of momentum and the excitement of, you know, this worked really well. And then, oh crap, like this, this really <laughs> should hit the fan there. Um, and so it's definitely been some of that for me. Um, but I'd say it's still very rewarding and exciting and worthwhile. So um, the piece I'm going to get into about the biggest lesson applies to what I experienced within the past, I'll say six weeks or so, um, in trying to build my network for craft physio and dealing with um, being an, a contracted employee um, or an independent contractor with another company. Um, and I, you know, I, I think about my time playing football a lot because uh, I loved it and it was something that, you know, I nobody really expected me to do. And it wasn't, um, you know, when you're four foot 10 and 95 pounds, 94 pounds, going to be a fresh you know, as, a, as a soon to be freshman in high school, playing football isn't really uh, high on the list of things people say, yeah, this is a good idea to do. But I did it. I loved it. Um, I think it contributed a lot to who I am today. And the lessons I learned have definitely carried through um, to other aspects of my life. So the biggest one I'm going to talk about today. Uh, so our coach, Coach Rosemeyer, I'm fantastic guy, really good coach, um, had, you know, there you always have kind of like a motto, right? Like each season or, um, you know, a, a tagline or something to get the team going to, you know, kind of remember uh, with the Washington Nationals just winning the World Series recently, theirs was finish the fight, right? Because it always felt like they were just barely scraping by, uh, you know, politicians do the same thing where it's like, here's the, the campaign slogan, right? So our tagline for that year was something that definitely um, applied to every situation within the game of football. And then also, I think so many others, and I can't really figure out a, a time where it doesn't really apply in you know the game of life um, and the game of business. But um, anytime something happens, you have to figure out what you're going to do. And you have to then make decisions based on the new information you have in front of you and then move forward. And so it was, it was a singular word. And I think that's the beauty of this because when we get too in depth with meaning and sentences and paragraphs, yes, there's a lot of nuance and, you know, kind of artistic poetry that can come with it. But 
um, the simplicity, I think, is what allows us to carry over to so many different aspects of life. And the word that was up on the whiteboard for football back in the day, uh, I think this was during my senior season or junior season, I don't remember, but the word on the whiteboard was adjust. And I can't think of a better word or kind of motto to describe everything you do in life. And this is even more true with November 1st that just came around um, and more news, you know, not on the plus side or, you know, on the good news side of things, physical therapy, um, dealing with insurance companies and whatnot, where uh, the 8% proposed cuts were, I can't say fully finalized, but they moved to the next step for 2021, where uh, Medicare is going to cut, there's going to be 8% cut, cut to physical therapy reimbursement for Medicare beneficiaries who utilize physical therapy services, meaning that those who provide physical therapy will have a decrease in reimbursement, a decrease in payment from the insurance company, aka Medicare and CMS, and they will make less money while expenses will probably only really go up, which is a pretty scary thing and really an awful thing for the people who need physical therapy, um, especially with baby boomers getting older and whatnot. It's, it's really just a terrible plan all around. Um, I understand the need to cut costs, but this is like the number one spot. You probably shouldn't cut costs. There are other issues and this is a whole nother episode and I'm sorry, I need to get back on track. Um, so if you're going to be affected by those changes, that 8% cut, that's going to happen in about a year and a half, two years from now, or if you were affected by PDPM or PDGM and lost your job, or, you know, a patient shows up 10 minutes late and they go, Oh, I'm sorry, there was traffic. And they still want to be seen in the clinic. And you're like, Oh, now I'm behind. And you know, it's going to mess up being able to get notes done. It's going to carry over to lunch. And then I'm not going to get to eat, get to eat lunch or, you know, I'd stay till late till the end of the day or take notes home. This lesson applies adjust, figure it out. Anytime something new happens, we have to adjust. If we lose our job, okay, adjust. We're physical therapists. We have a very valuable skill set. Maybe you need to go find that next job. Maybe you need to look into, you know, starting that side hustle passion of yours as you get a, a, a job elsewhere. Maybe, you know, you need to have a talk with your supervisor because, you know, documentation is getting so overwhelming. Maybe you could come up with a thousand examples, but no matter what happens in life, we have to adjust and we have to take what's available to us in that moment and then change our course of action, change the plan and then move forward. Because if we get too hung up on it, then we're going to be stuck. We're going to be paralyzed, you know, kind of nervous and anxious and stressed. And that doesn't get us forward. And that really just causes internal turmoil. So, um, the way that this applies and comes from football, I think, is really uh, the metaphor and the analogy there is pretty beautiful because you know we, I, you may sometimes hear announcers talk about oh you know this quarterback has a really great short term memory right he threw an interception on the last play comes back out he's got to put it behind him and move on he's got to recognize okay you know what what's done is done now I've got a certain scenario and situation in front of me I can do something about it I'm gonna do it and then move forward. The end. I'm going to try and get that touchdown. End of story. We're going to do what we need to do based on what the defense shows us and provides us. Okay, we got there's a holding penalty. We moved back 10 yards. All right, now we got to figure out what we're going to do on the next play. And then we're going to go at it full speed ahead. 
that that apply that type of mindset that mentality applies to everything you know maybe you didn't maybe you're a pt student listening to this and you didn't get as good of a grade on your exam or your practical as you would have liked and now you're stressed about you know, your gpa okay well listen you got to recognize where you're at what worked what didn't work adjust based on your current scenario and move forward one i'd say prioritize sleep but um <laughs> and then figure out what you need to change and, and do to correct the course of action so that you can move forward and then have a better chance of success moving forward and then continue to adjust all the time so that you can put yourself in the best possible situation. There's, I if you come up with a scenario where adjusting this kind of motto, this theme of adjust doesn't apply, I would love to know because I've you know kind of sat down and thought about it where it really does apply to everything. So um, I, I think a lot of times we don't think about it, we don't realize it, but it's always there. And if you are stuck in a situation and you say, all right, what am I going to do? And it's, well, you feel caught up in it, sit down, take a deep breath and tell yourself, okay, how am I going to adjust? And that should hopefully start the framework and the shift towards being able to move forward. And you're not going to know necessarily all the time what the right or the correct or the best answer is, right? You know, should I go do this residency or should I take this job? Should I try and start a business? You'll never know the answer until it's done. And quite frankly, you can't even compare should you take the residency or should you take a full-time job after graduation? You can't compare those two because you'll never know what would have happened. It You just don't know. So don't... I don't say don't let yourself get caught up. Try not to get caught up on that because you can only do what you can do based on where you're at right now. If we get too caught up on what happened in the past, then we're going to miss one and not be able to enjoy what's going on currently. And two, we're not going to be able to adequately prepare for the future. And that doing those two things is probably the best way that you can be able to maximize and optimize your happiness, your success, um, your enjoyment of what you do. And I think really that's that's the most important thing is being happy. You know, I, there's nothing else to it other than that. Um, I, I think, you know, that's the ultimate success metric is how happy are you. Uh, so I hope that this concept kind of resonated with you a little bit today. Um, it's something that I've been trying to remind myself of a lot recently, kind of in my own head. I don't even write it down. It's kind of a passing thought um, of, okay, what do I need to do? I got to adjust. I got to double down on X, Y, and Z, or I need to change direction and look for another opportunity or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, youth sports definitely has that, that way, I think, of really being applicable to, and besides just being great physical activity for, for children and, and adults, um, you know, to be social and participating in a group and a community and team activity, uh, the physical benefits of it, the, you know, the life lessons that are there, um, really are, they just transcend time. And I think that's, there's, there's so much good about youth sports. And I know we could talk about specialization and why that's not a great thing potentially for injury risk and whatnot, but, um, the underlying, lessons that we can learn from youth sports are incredible. And my number one lesson is adjust. So whatever you got ahead of you, keep that in mind. 
If you'd like to share your story with me and be on the podcast, reach out to me. If you're stressed about money, adjust. Check out Money School. Uh, Let me know if you have any questions about or comments about what I've talked about today. Or if you disagree, that's cool too. Love to hear your point of view. Uh, I hope you guys are having a, a great day with the holidays coming up towards the end of November um, and getting colder and darker. I'm not a huge fan of that, but you know, again, we just adjust. Maybe we got up a little bit earlier. Have a great day and I will see you guys on the other side.